Mark chapter 7 Some Pharisees and several teachers of the law of Moses from Jerusalem came and gathered around Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples ate without first washing their hands. The Pharisees and many other Jewish people obey the teachings of their ancestors. They always wash their hands in the proper way before eating. None of them will eat anything they buy in the market until it is washed. They also follow a lot of other teachings, such as washing cups, jugs and bowls. The Pharisees and teachers ask Jesus, Why don't your disciples obey what our ancestors taught us to do? Why do they eat without washing their hands? Jesus replied, You are nothing but show-offs. The prophet Isaiah was right when he wrote that God had said, All of you praise me with your words, but you never really think about me. It is useless for you to worship me when you teach rules made up by humans. You disobey God's commands in order to obey what humans have taught. You are good at rejecting God's commands so that you can follow your own teachings. Didn't Moses command you to respect your father and mother? Didn't he tell you to put to death all who curse their parents? But you let people get by without helping their parents when they should. You let them say that what they own has been offered to God. You won't let these people help their parents. And you ignore God's commands in order to follow your own teaching. You do a lot of other things that are just as bad. Jesus called the crowd together again and said, Pay attention and try to understand what I mean. The food that you put in your mouth doesn't make you unclean and unfit to worship God. The bad words that come out of your mouth are what make you unclean. After Jesus and his disciples had left the crowd and had gone into the house, they asked him what these sayings meant. He answered, Don't you know what I am talking about by now? Surely you know that the food you put in your mouth cannot make you unclean. It doesn't go into your heart but into your stomach and then out of your body. By saying this, Jesus meant that all foods were fit to eat. Then, Jesus said, What comes from your heart is what makes you unclean. Out of your heart come evil thoughts, vulgar deeds, stealing, murder, unfaithfulness in marriage, greed, meanness, deceit, indecency, envy, insults, pride and foolishness. All these come from your heart and they are what make you unfit to worship God. Jesus left and went to the region near the city of Tyre where he stayed in someone's home. He did not want people to know he was there, but they found out anyway. A woman whose daughter had an evil spirit in her heard where Jesus was, and straight away she came and knelt down at his feet. The woman was Greek and had been born in the part of Syria known as Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to force the demon out her daughter. But Jesus said... The children must first be fed. It isn't right to take away their food and feed it to dogs. The woman replied, Lord, even dogs eat the crumbs that the children drop from the table. Jesus answered, That's true. You may go now. The demon has left your daughter. When the woman got back home, she found her child lying on the bed. The demon had gone. Jesus left the region around Tyre and went by the way of Sidon towards Lake Galilee. He went through the land near the ten cities known as Decapolis. Some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk. They begged Jesus just to touch him. After Jesus had taken him aside from the crowd, he stuck his fingers in the man's ears. Then he spat and put the spit on the man's tongue. Jesus looked up towards heaven and with a groan he said, Ephatha, which means open up. At once the man could hear and he had no more trouble talking clearly. Jesus told the people not to say anything about what he had done, but the more he told them, 
the more they talked about it. They were completely amazed and said, Everything he does is good. He even heals people who cannot hear or talk. Mark, Chapter 8 One day, another large crowd gathered around Jesus. They had not brought along anything to eat. So Jesus called his disciples together and said, I feel sorry for these people. They have been with me for three days and they don't have anything to eat. Some of them live a long way from here. If I send them away hungry, they might faint on their way home. The disciples said, This place is like a desert. Where can we find enough food to feed such a crowd? Jesus asked them how much food they had. They replied, Seven small loaves of bread. After Jesus told the crowd to sit down, he took the seven loaves and blessed them. He then broke the loaves and handed them to his disciples, who passed them out to the crowd. They also had a few little fish, and after Jesus had blessed these, he told the disciples to pass them around. The crowd of about 4,000 people ate all they wanted, and the leftovers filled seven large baskets. As soon as Jesus had sent the people away, he got into the boat with the disciples and crossed to the territory near Dalmanutha. The Pharisees came out and started an argument with Jesus. They wanted to test him by asking for a sign from heaven. Jesus groaned and said, Why are you always looking for a sign? I can promise you that you will not be given one. Then he left them. He again got into a boat and crossed over to the other side of the lake. The disciples had forgotten to bring any bread and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. Jesus warned them. Watch out, guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. The disciples talked this over and said to each other, He must be saying this because we don't have any bread. Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you talking about not having any bread? Don't you understand? Are your minds still closed? Are your eyes blind and your ears deaf? Don't you remember how many baskets of leftovers you picked up when I fed those 5,000 people with only five small loaves of bread? Yes. The disciples answered, There were twelve baskets. Jesus then asked, And how many baskets of leftovers did you pick up when I broke seven small loaves of bread for those four thousand people? Seven, they answered. Don't you know what I am talking about by now? Jesus asked. As Jesus and his disciples were going into Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch the man. Jesus took him by the hand and led him out of the village, where he spat into the man's eyes. He placed his hands on the blind man and asked him if he could see anything. The man looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking around. Once again, Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes. And this time the man stared. His eyes were healed and he saw everything clearly. Jesus said to him, You may return home now. But don't go into the village. Jesus and his disciples went to the villages near the town of Caesarea Philippi. As they were walking along, he asked them, What do people say about me? The disciples answered, Some say you are John the Baptist, or perhaps Elijah. Others say you're one of the prophets. And Jesus asked them, But who do you say I am? You are the Messiah, Peter replied. Jesus warned his disciples not to tell anyone about him. Jesus began telling his disciples what would happen to him. He said, the nation's leaders, the chief priests, the teachers of the law of Moses will make the Son of Man suffer terribly. He will be rejected and killed. But three days later he will rise to life. Then Jesus explained clearly what he meant. 
Peter took Jesus aside and told him to stop talking like that. But when Jesus turned and saw the disciples, he corrected Peter. He said to him, Satan, get away from me. You are thinking like everyone else and not like God. Jesus then told the crowd and the disciples to come closer. And he said, If any of you want to be my followers, you must forget about yourself. You must take up your cross and follow me. If you want to save your life, you will destroy it. But if you give up your life for me and for the good news, you will save it. What will you gain if you own the whole world but destroy yourself? What could you give to get back your soul? Don't be ashamed of me and my message among these unfaithful and sinful people. If you are, the Son of Man will be ashamed of you when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Mark chapter 9 I can assure you that some of the people standing here will not die before they see God's kingdom come in power. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James and John with him. They went up on a high mountain where they could be alone. There, in front of the disciples, Jesus was completely changed. And his clothes became much whiter than any bleach on earth could make them. Then... Moses and Elijah were there talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Teacher, it, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three shelters, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. But Peter and the others were terribly frightened and he did not know what he was talking about. The shadow of a cloud passed over and covered them. From the cloud a voice said, This is my son. And I love him. Listen to what he says. At once the disciples looked around, but they saw only Jesus. As Jesus and his disciples were coming down the mountain, he told them not to say a word about what they had seen until the Son of Man had been raised from death. So they kept it to themselves. But they wondered what he meant by the words, raised from death. The disciples asked Jesus, don't the teachers of the law of Moses say that Elijah must come before the Messiah does? Jesus answered, Elijah certainly will come to get everything ready. But don't the scriptures also say that the Son of Man must suffer terribly and be rejected? I can assure you that Elijah has already come, and people treated him just as they wanted to, as the scriptures say they would. When Jesus and his three disciples came back down, they saw a large crowd around the other disciples, the teachers of the law of Moses were arguing with them. The crowd was really surprised to see Jesus, and everyone hurried over to greet him. Jesus asked, What are you arguing about? Someone from the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought my son to you. A demon keeps him from talking. Whenever the demon attacks my son, it throws him to the ground and makes him foam at the mouth and grit his teeth in pain. Then he becomes stiff. I asked your disciples to force the demon out, but they could not do it. Jesus said, You people don't have any faith. How much longer must I be with you? Why do I have to put up with you? Bring the boy to me. They brought the boy, and as soon as the demon saw Jesus, it made the boy shake all over. He fell down and began rolling on the ground and foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? The man answered, Ever since he was a child... The demon has often tried to kill him by throwing him into a fire or into water. 
Please have pity and help us if you can. Jesus replied, Why do you say if you can? Anything is possible for someone who has faith. Straight away the boy's father shouted, I do have faith. Please help me to have even more. When Jesus saw that a crowd was gathering fast, he spoke sternly to the evil spirit that had kept the boy from speaking or hearing. He said, I order you to come out of the boy. Don't ever bother him again. The spirit screamed and made the boy shake all over. Then it went out of him. The boy looked dead. And almost everyone said he was. But Jesus took hold of his hand and helped him stand up. After Jesus and the disciples had gone back home and were alone, they asked him, Why couldn't we force out that demon? Jesus answered, Only prayer can force out that kind of demon. Jesus left with his disciples and started through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know about it, because he was teaching the disciples that the Son of Man would be handed over to people who would kill him. But three days later he would rise to life. The disciples did not understand what Jesus meant, and they were afraid to ask. Jesus and his disciples went to his home in Capernaum. After they were inside the house, Jesus asked them, What were you arguing about along the way? They had been arguing about which one of them was the greatest, and so they did not answer. After Jesus sat down and told the twelve disciples to gather around him, he said, If you want the place of honour, you must become a slave and serve others. Then Jesus made a child stand near him. He put his arm around the child and said, When you welcome even a child because of me, you welcome me. And when you welcome me, you welcome the one who sent me. John said, Teacher, we saw a man using your name to force demons out of people, but he wasn't one of us, and we told him to stop. Jesus said to his disciples, Don't stop him. No one who performs miracles in my name is going to say something bad about me the next minute. Anyone who isn't against us is for us. And anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name just because you belong to me will surely be rewarded. It will be terrible for people who cause even one of my little followers to sin. Those people would be better off thrown into the sea with a heavy stone tied around their necks. So if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. You would be better off to go into life crippled than to have two hands and be thrown into the fires of hell that never go out. If your foot causes you to sin, chop it off. You would be better off to go into life lame than have two feet and be thrown into hell. If your eye causes you to sin, get rid of it. You would be better off to go into God's kingdom with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. The worms there never die and the fire never stops burning. Everyone must be salted with fire. Salt is good. But if it no longer tastes like salt, how can it be made salty again? Have salt among you, and live at peace with each other. Mark, chapter 10 After Jesus left, he went to Judea, and then on to the other side of the river Jordan. Once again, large crowds came to him, and as usual, he taught them. Some Pharisees wanted to test Jesus. So they came up to him and asked if it was right for a man to divorce his wife. Jesus asked them, What does the law of Moses say about that? They answered, Moses allows a man to write out divorce papers and send his wife away. Jesus replied, Moses gave you this law because you are so heartless. But in the beginning, God made a man and a woman. That's why a man leaves his father and mother and gets married. 
he becomes like one person with his wife. They are no longer two people but one. And no one should separate a couple that God has joined together. When Jesus and his disciples were back in the house, they asked him about what he had said. He told them, A man who divorces his wife and marries someone else is unfaithful to his wife. A woman who divorces her husband and marries again is also unfaithful. Some people brought their children to Jesus so that he could bless them by placing his hands on them. But his disciples told the people to stop bothering him. When Jesus saw this, he became angry and said, Let the children come to me. Don't try to stop them. People who are like these little children belong to the kingdom of God. I promise you that you cannot get into God's kingdom unless you accept it the way a child does. Then Jesus took the children in his arms and blessed them by placing his hands on them. As Jesus was walking down a road, a man ran up to him. He knelt down and asked, Good teacher, what can I do to have eternal life? Jesus replied, Why do you call me good? Only God is good. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Be faithful in marriage. Do not steal. Do not tell lies about others. Do not cheat. Respect your father and mother. The man answered, Teacher, I have obeyed all these commandments since I was a young man. Jesus looked closely at the man. He liked him and said, There's one thing you still need to do. Go and sell everything you own. Give the money to the poor, and you will have riches in heaven. Then come with me. When the man heard Jesus say this, he went away gloomy and sad, because he was very rich. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, It's hard for rich people to get into God's kingdom. The disciples were shocked to hear this, so Jesus told them again. It's terribly hard to get into God's kingdom. In fact, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to get into God's kingdom. Jesus' disciples were even more amazed. They asked each other, how can anyone ever be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, there are some things that people cannot do, but God can do anything. Peter replied, remember we left everything to be your followers. Jesus told him, you can be sure that anyone who gives up home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or land for me and for the good news will be rewarded. In this world, they will be given a hundred times as many houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and pieces of land, though they will also be ill-treated, and in the world to come they will have eternal life. But many who are now first will be last, and many who are now last will be first. The disciples were confused as Jesus led them towards Jerusalem, and his other followers were afraid. Once again, Jesus took the twelve disciples aside and told them what was going to happen to him. He said, We are now on our way to Jerusalem, where the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law of Moses. They will sentence him to death and hand him over to foreigners, who will make fun of him and spit on him. They will beat him and kill him. But three days later, he will rise to life. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, Will you do us a favour? Jesus asked them what they wanted. And they answered, When you come into your glory, please let one of us sit at your right side. And the other at your left. Jesus told them, You don't really know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the cup that I must soon drink from, or be baptised as I must be baptised? Yes, we are, James and John answered. Then Jesus replied, You certainly will drink from the cup from which I must drink, and you will be baptised just as I must. 
But it isn't for me to say who will sit at my right side and at my left. That is for God to decide. When the ten other disciples heard this, they were angry with James and John. But Jesus called the disciples together and said, "You know that those foreigners who call themselves kings like to order their people around, and their great leaders have full power over the people they rule. But don't act like them. If you want to be great, you must be the servant of all the others." And if you want to be first, you must be everyone's slave. The Son of Man did not come to be a slave master, but a slave who will give his life to rescue many people. Jesus and his disciples went to Jericho, and as they were leaving, they were followed by a large crowd. A blind beggar called Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When he heard that it was Jesus from Nazareth, he shouted, "Jesus, son of David!" Have pity on me! Many people told the man to stop, but he shouted even louder. Son of David, have pity on me! Jesus stopped and said, "Call him over." They called out to the blind man and said, "Don't be afraid. Come on, he's calling for you." The man threw off his coat as he jumped up and ran to Jesus. Jesus asked, "What do you want me to do for you?" The blind man answered, "Master, I want to see." Jesus told him. You may go. Your eyes are healed because of your faith. Straight away, the man could see, and he went down the road with Jesus. Mark, chapter eleven. Jesus and his disciples reached Bethphage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives. When they were getting close to Jerusalem, Jesus sent two of them on ahead. He told them, "Go into the next village." As soon as you enter it, you will find a young donkey that has never been ridden. Untie the donkey and bring it here. If anyone asks why you are doing that, say, "The Lord needs it, and will soon bring it back." The disciples left, and found the donkey tied near a door that faced the street. While they are untying it, some people standing there asked, "Why are you untying the donkey?" They told them what Jesus had said, and the people let them take it. The disciples led the donkey to Jesus. They put some of their clothes on its back, and Jesus got on. Many people spread clothes on the road, while others went to cut branches from the fields. In front of Jesus and behind him, people went along shouting, "Hooray!" God bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. God bless the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hooray for God in heaven above! After Jesus had gone to Jerusalem, he went into the temple, and looked around at everything. But since it was already late in the day, he went back to Bethany with the twelve disciples. When Jesus and his disciples left Bethany the next morning, he was hungry. From a distance, Jesus saw a fig tree covered with leaves, and he went to see if there were any figs on the tree. But there were not any, because it wasn't the season for figs. So Jesus said to the tree, "Never again will anyone eat fruit from this tree." The disciples heard him say this. After Jesus and his disciples reached Jerusalem. He went into the temple and began chasing out everyone who was selling and buying. He turned over the tables of the money changers and the benches of those who were selling doves. Jesus would not let anyone carry things through the temple. Then he taught the people and said, "The scriptures say my house should be called a place of worship for all nations, but you have made it a place where robbers hide." The chief priests and the teachers of the law of Moses heard what Jesus said, and they started looking for a way to kill him. They were afraid of him. Because the crowds were completely amazed at his teaching. That evening, Jesus and the disciples went outside the city. 
As the disciples walked past the fig tree the next morning, they noticed that it was completely dried up, roots and all. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree. Then Peter said, Teacher, look, the tree you put a curse on has dried up. Jesus told his disciples, Have faith in God. If you have faith in God and don't doubt, you can tell this mountain to get up and jump into the sea, and it will. Everything you ask for in prayer will be yours. If you only have faith. Whenever you stand up to pray, you must forgive what others have done to you. Then your Father in heaven will forgive your sins. Jesus and his disciples returned to Jerusalem. And as he was walking through the temple, the chief priests, the nation's leaders and the teachers of the law of Moses came over to him. They asked, What right do you have to do these things? Who gave you this authority? Jesus answered, I have just one question to ask you. If you answer it, I will tell you where I got the right to do these things. Who gave John the right to baptise? Was it God in heaven or merely some human being? They thought it over and said to each other, We can't say that God gave John this right. Jesus will ask us why we didn't believe John. On the other hand, these people think that John was a prophet. So we can't say that it was merely some human who gave John the right to baptise. They were afraid of the crowd and told Jesus... We don't know. Jesus replied, Then I won't tell you who gave me the right to do what I do.